Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a holiday appreciator. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold tales, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today is Monday, May 31st, which makes it Memorial Day a federal holiday to honor and mourn the members of the military who died while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. Since 1971, it's been held on the last Monday in May, and it's considered the unofficial start of summer in America. But it's been celebrated in some form since the late 1800s. Let's reverse and take a look at how we got here. There have been celebration days to honor fallen soldiers for millennia. One of the first recorded examples of this took place all the way back in 431 BCE when the Athenian statesman Pericles honored those killed in the Peloponnesian War with a public funeral. He delivered a rousing speech honoring their valor and sacrifice. Decorating soldiers' final resting places with flowers is an ancient custom too, one that finds its parallel in the modern-day practice of laying flowers and flags on service members' graves. The origins of the holiday in the United States are linked to the ending of the Civil War, which had left 625,000 American soldiers dead. With huge losses and devastation on both sides, the country had to figure out a way to mourn, and try to reach for some semblance of unity. It's still unclear where exactly the tradition started. In fact, according to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, there are at least 25 places that claim to be the birthplace of Memorial Day. Some historians argue that the earliest annual celebration started in the town of Columbus, Mississippi, in April of 1866, when women began placing flowers on soldiers' graves. But new research indicates that Memorial Day in America may have been started by Black Americans. On May 1, 1865, newly freed slaves in Charleston, South Carolina, held a parade of over 10,000 people to honor 257 Union soldiers who died in a Confederate prison camp. The New York Tribune described the event as a procession of friends and mourners as South Carolina and the United States never saw before. But these were all disparate, locally organized celebrations. Fast forward a few years, Memorial Day was first widely observed on May 30, 1868, after a proclamation from General John A. Logan, who was the leader of an organization for Northern Civil War veterans. He called for a national Decoration Day, that was the holiday's original name, in order to honor those killed in the Civil War whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. Memorial events were held in 183 cemeteries in 27 states, and General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery. Afterwards, more than 5,000 participants helped adorn more than 20,000 soldiers' graves. According to legend, Logan chose May 31st because it's one of the rare dates on which no Civil War battles fell. Others speculate that it was selected because it's a date on which flowers across the country are in full bloom. After World War I, the scope of Memorial Day began to widen beyond the Civil War, to include all soldiers killed in America's wars. Though the observances generally remain the same, laying flowers at graves, patriotic speeches, parades, and music. 
1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, establishing Memorial Day as a federal holiday for the first time and moving it to the last Monday in May. The law moved four federal holidays to Monday, conveniently creating three-day weekends, and it actually took effect in 1971. Not everyone is happy with the change. In 2002, the Veterans of Foreign Wars and Sons of Union Veterans of the Civil War requested that the government return to the original date of May 30th. They complained that turning Memorial Day into the last day of a three-day weekend contributed to the general public's nonchalant observance on the day. Today, those who celebrate Memorial Day and its original spirit still mark it with massive parades and flowers. Another Memorial Day tradition is flying the American flag at half-staff until noon, at which point it's quickly raised all the way once more. In Washington, D.C., it's custom for the president or vice president to give a speech and to lay a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier, a monument dedicated to U.S. soldiers whose remains have still not been identified. Additionally, at Arlington National Cemetery, a small American flag is placed on every soldier's burial plot. And since 2000, when Congress passed the National Moment of Remembrance Act, Americans have been encouraged to pause for a moment at 3 p.m. and remember those lost. Less somber traditions hearken to Memorial Day's position as the unofficial start of summer and include Memorial Day parties and barbecues. However you're spending your Memorial Day, I hope it's a wonderful and safe celebration. And now for the music section of today's show, we're so lucky to be joined by San Holo, a DJ and producer from the Netherlands and the founder of the Bitbird label. His highly anticipated new studio album, BBU OK, is coming out at the end of the week. Okay, so on May 31st, 2018, I got some news. Actually kind of sad news, but it was very important in terms of finding my way in the music industry. Back then I was finishing my very first album and I was extremely excited about it. I recorded some very personal music in Los Angeles, California with some of my closest friends and I had sent all the progress to the label I was signed to at the time. And fortunately, they came back telling me that they were not really into it. They were not fitting the direction and they were just not vibing with it at all. And this was very hard for me because to me, that was the most beautiful music I made at the time, you know, the most personal music I'd ever made. Um, Being signed to a big label has a lot of benefits, but to me, it didn't really make much sense to stay if they weren't feeling my music at all. So after thinking about it for a little bit, I decided to leave and release everything independently on my own label. I had to invest a lot of money and time to make it work. And it was definitely a huge risk. But looking back, I'm so extremely happy that I followed my own path. My first album was a success. And I kind of proved to myself that if I believe in something, I should just go for it. We toured the world with that album, album one, um, for about two years. And I got to make amazing memories with a beautiful group of people. And it was probably the best best time of my life so far. Um, I feel like the sound that I'm known for today really comes from within me. And I'm sure that if I decided to stay on that label and change my sound to whatever they wanted it to be, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy at all. And I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm confident about my sound and the choices I make musically now more than ever. And I think a lot of that has to do with the choice to walk my own path back then. Yeah. 
And now for our final segment of today's show, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see if I was up to anything on a May 31st in my life. On May 31st, 2019, I believe I announced my very first headline tour. I think that's what happened because I have a video here of my TikTok where I announced it, I think. And I did a very um, poor iMovie edit announcing all the cities. I was extremely nervous for this tour. Oh, it was not my first headline tour. It was for the masquerade though. So it was like, it felt like my first big girl tour because I had done one previously for Plum Blossom that was only five dates long. And that was like me testing the waters of playing live shows. But the masquerade tour was a bigger deal. I was going to go on tour with a band. I had a full album at that point and it was very exciting. Um, the whole tour ended up selling out and it was the last tour I ever did <laughs> conveniently in 2019. And uh, I'm hoping to do some more live shows soon now that it's 2021. Really excited at the prospect of doing that, but we'll get there. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough.